Hello, our podcast is about staying connected with the people of our communities, their families, businesses, sexual events, and personal life issues. This is Bethany and Dr. Sarah with Staying Connected in the Wiregrass. This is episode 17. Hi, Dr. Sarah. How are you today? Hi, I am doing well. How are you today? I'm doing well, too. We haven't done an episode in a few weeks, but that's because the holidays and everything and technology, you know. (laughs) That's right. And we are in a new year. Finally. (laughs) Feels like it took us forever to get here. I know, right? But the the beauty of that is that we're still staying connected. (laughs) Yes, always. (laughs) So excited about that. And I'm excited about what we're talking about today. Making plans, hopes, you know, dreams, aspirations for not just 2021, because we talked about that, too. Um, We don't have any New Year's resolutions, but (laughs) we do have some hopes and dreams and some goals that we want to accomplish. Yeah, because the reason why we don't have New Year's resolutions, Dr. Sarah and I were kind of the same, is because for me, I know I'm not going to keep it. So why would I make a goal for something that I know I'm just going to break in a few weeks. So I want to do something more positive. So that's why I don't have New Year's resolutions. Right. And too, I think it's kind of mundane. People, everybody does that. And we're unique people. Yes. We're different, you know, <laughs> and we, uh, we are proud of our differences. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we want to encourage other people to do, too. Um, this thought that I had this week is like, live your life out loud in a sense where your uniqueness, mm-hmm. you know, like I'd rather be hated for being who I am than to be loved for being who I am not. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, cause I'm on air every day. So the person you hear on air is the person you're going to get in real life. That's right. what I try to be every day. <laughs> That's so important that people get to know us for who we are and these are real life experiences for us we're not we're not talking about something that we are not experiencing ourselves just like we talked about the pandemic and stuff well we've actually gone through that we've had a couple of scares and we've missed our family and you know we've had to quarantine and not be in the studio together we've learned how to cope too so that's one of the things i enjoy about what we're doing is we're able to be ourselves uh, while staying connected with our communities and kind of helping them to take a look at things perhaps with a new perspective too. Yeah, in this episode, we mainly just want to talk about like our hopes and goals. And if any of you wanted to chime in on that, you can always email us as well and we can get to that to our next episode. But Dr. Sarah, what are some of your hopes and goals for this year? Well, one of them is I have quite a few. Uh, last year, I was able to do uh, two courses through my theology school, so I'd like to do at least two uh, courses this year. In addition to that, um, personally, I'd like to finish a book that I started. So that's one of my goals. And, you know, I talked about discipline, how important it is for me to discipline myself. And I even started today with some parts of that that discipline, putting things in place that I need to have in place in order to accomplish that goal. The book, is that something you're reading or are you writing another book? Writing another book. Oh, cool. What's this one going to be about? This one's going to be about the life of an empowered wife. 
Oh, I like you know, it. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, the real housewives of Christianity. So I started, I'm telling you, Bethany, I've been like super, super busy just thinking and creating and envisioning. And what I want wives to really get from this book is that they are not just housewives. Mm-hmm. So much they, more. They, absolutely. And I just want them to see the potential that they have in themselves. And even, you know, for some that are traditional homemakers who are just at home with their children, that while you're there, you could discover so many things about yourself and, you know, unique gifts and skills and talents and abilities that can cause you to just work with what you have while you're at home and to enjoy yourself while doing it. Because that's a big thing, too, about planning. Sometimes we don't make it enjoyable. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, you work so hard at trying to achieve the goal that you miss the joy in it. So, you know, we should have fun with planning. It shouldn't be considered a hard task. And always stressful, too. (laughs) Right, trying to be perfect. Understand you're going to make some mistakes along the way. You're going to cheat if you are trying to diet or something like that. You're going to have your your days where you're going to cheat and mess up. I mean, it's all about enjoying life. If I haven't learned anything throughout this process, I've really learned that what's essential is that I enjoy my life while I'm doing certain things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Same. Me too. Last some. I play basketball with my grandson. They have um, this little basketball thing. They have one outside, but they also have one uh, inside their home. And I play basketball with them. I ride their dirt bikes. I just try and do things to also enjoy life and not always be so serious. You sound like a fun grandma. <laughs> they think I am. But you know what's so funny is when they when I do things that they don't think I could or can do. And so they, they thought that I could ride a bike, but I probably would fall off. And I'm sure they would laugh. As long as you weren't hurt, they would still laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually have them record a lot of it. It's so interesting because even when you talk about like planning for the future, I don't have a lot of pictures that my children, when they were uh, younger, growing up, I don't have a lot of those pictures. And so one of the things that in, in my planning for the future is to always incorporate memorable moments. So I take a lot of pictures and I capture a lot of moments um, with my family because those are memories. Mm. And I think you want to take that with you into the future. So, yeah, I am the fun grandmother who I'll get out there. I play baseball with them. I've played golf with them. I've gone roller skating with them, Chuck E. Cheese. I try to be involved. I love it. I hope I'm like that when I'm a grandma. I want to be like a fun (laughs) grandma, too, the one that's always out and about with their grandkids. <laughs> they keep you young, I tell you that much. And they look forward to, um, I went to see them uh, yesterday for a little bit, and I told them I was going to come back uh, tomorrow. And they're like, you're going to come back tomorrow. So they really do enjoy my company. I am a disciplinarian grandmother, but I also have fun. Yeah, you have and, to have that balance. Be yeah. fun, but also stern at the same time. <laughs> Yes. And they know, you know, when I mean business, they know. But I will say I really have some good grandchildren. I don't have to get on them a lot at all. I really don't. So we end up just having really good times. They love my cooking. Um, At least my older uh, grandson, the one that, you know, I have some that live here and then some that live up north. Um, And so the older one, he's 10. 
he just thinks that I can do anything and be successful at it. So he's like, you should, um, you should do your uh, baking, you know, enter into the baking contest. And I'm like, no, I'm not that good. And then he'll, you should sing and enter into the singing contest. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm like, I, you know, thank you. But no, grandson, I don't think I'm that good. I just like to do it for fun, you know, but I love I how little it. kids, they always think we're so much better than we actually are. If only they mm-hmm. could stay like that forever. I know. Right. And mm-hmm. only if we can see ourselves through their eyes. Right. <laughs> We'd be amazing. I, oh, I was about to say that I'd be amazing <laughs> if I could see myself. through. <laughs> We'd be they famous. <laughs> you know, hey, they don't see the flaws and stuff in us. They have such pure, pure vision. And um, that's beautiful. I really, I really enjoy that about being a grandmother, that they have pure vision. So in speaking of planning, I was doing a series last year. And actually today on Straight Talk for Christian Women, we're continuing on that series. So we kind of took a pause because of the holiday. So we're picking back up today for the new year. And I was doing your attitude and success. Well, we're in that planning part of the um, the series. And it, it's not like a series of, um, I, maybe I shouldn't use the word series because series is more so like if I'm on a certain topic in ministry. But it's like a lengthy workshop, almost like a certification class. And so we've been, I want to say we're moving into like our eighth week or so. So we're just about complete. Generally, it takes us eight weeks, but we broke because of the holiday. So anyway, we're, we're um, entering into that planning phase. And then after that is implementing. So I'll be teaching today some of the things that I'm, you know, going to share. Or we'll be talking about uh, this morning and basically Asking yourself these three questions, this has been so helpful for me, and I wonder, I want to get your opinion on it. So the first question is, what am I doing? Okay. Mm -hmm. The second question is, why am I doing what I'm doing? And the third question is, how am I doing what I'm doing? And these are three questions that everyone should ask themselves before they decide to do something. So before they make a decision, tell me your thoughts on that. I think it's good because for me, like when I try and make a decision, I always think long and hard about it, probably way too long, but I always try and see, am I going to benefit from it? Is are other people going to benefit from it? So I like those three questions because that kind of goes along with it. So you want to make sure that it's going to, be beneficial to you. You're going to have a positive outcome from it. You kind of want to do your own research and everything too. So I really like those questions. They're kind of difficult questions, but they're good questions. And they really are. You can't get to the second question until you answer the first question. Mm -hmm. Because what I discover in life, especially when it came to like life planning, I talked to people by coaching, you know, about developing a life plan. And Instead of the year, you you have a life plan, and then that kind of creates a type of year, you know, you're going to have. And so when I asked them that question about what am I doing, I actually had to ask myself that question one day. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And, And I had to look at it from or in every area of my life what I was doing. 
I mean, actually, literally, like if I was sitting down and I had something that I needed to do, it's like, what are you doing? Why are you sitting down, you know, <laughs> taking procrastinating when you have this to do and that to do? So I had to ask myself, what am I doing? Then I had to say, which was tough, too. When I got to it, why am I doing this? Not just why am I sitting down per se, but some of the tougher areas of life. Like, am I doing this, like you said, for other people? Am I doing this for myself? You know, am I going to make an impact? And these are really tough questions. Then it was like, well, how are you doing this? The type of attitude you have. Are you doing it because you want to do it? Are you doing it angry? Are you doing it happy, purpose-driven? And so those have really been uh, my go-to questions when I'm planning anything. And if they don't align up or add up, then I can't make that move. Mm. Yeah, no, those are really good to go by, too. And then you have to, in those questions, when I'm teaching the class, they have to actually describe what they're doing in, like, every area of their lives. And then what was the, oh, where do I want to go? After you get done with that, it's like, well, where do you want to go? So if you have hopes and dreams and aspirations, like I want to finish this book, it's going to take discipline, you know, for me to do that. But also I'm going to have to have a vision as to where do I want to go in this season of my life? I just turned 50. I'm a grandmother. Life is still different. Although I have the little, my little baby, it's still, where do I want to go from here? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm kind of at a standstill because I'm going to be 29 in a few weeks. So I'm kind of dreading it because then it's my last year in my 20s. And I love being in my 20s because I still feel like super (laughs) young and everything and so much happened in this decade. But now it's like, okay, what am I going to do the next part of my life? Because I really want to get engaged with my boyfriend. And we talk about this. So it's not like I'm pressuring him. We've been together for almost seven years now. Everyone is always like, don't pressure him. I was like, look, we've been together. We talk about this regularly. So that's what I want. Like, I want us to get engaged because I want to get married. Of course, we have to deal with the pandemics. That's kind of why we've been holding off on engagement and everything. So I want to have babies and all that stuff too, while I'm still young, because I'm getting up there. Because once you hit your thirties, you really want to start planning your family and things like that. Because once you get past 35, it is harder to have kids. That's true. You're, you are a wise woman. That is so true. And, you know, really, you aren't pressuring. What you're saying is this is what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest, Bethany, when, when I was younger, I didn't know. And so I allowed um, what other people wanted to be more of my focus. You know what I'm saying? Like it influenced me more than what I really wanted because I was so involved in everybody else's life and what they wanted that I didn't even know. And so that's one of the things that I talk to young girls about. It's like, get to know you and what you really want, because if you don't, you are going to be uh, influenced by the the thoughts and the opinions of others. And those what they do is going to make a major impact upon your life. And then you'll get older and, and think like, man, how come I didn't do this earlier? Or how come I? And, and I think that's one of the reasons why my passion, I'm so passionate about helping young girls and, and disadvantaged women because I was that that girl and that woman one day. 
And and it was hard and you felt stuck because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. I've always been that person like who knows what they want. It's just the process of getting there because I can be impatient yeah. with it. Because like when yeah. I was living in Michigan, I was like, okay, this is what I want. I want to be full time on air. But I knew that took a lot of work to get there. A lot of hard hours, blood, sweat, tears, because mm-hmm. figuratively. So I knew the steps that I had to get to get to my next goal. So yeah. it took me like four, four years, I think, to get full time on air. But I got to where I wanted to be. Yeah. It's just the process getting there is the hardest thing because, you know, the next step, but you have to take all these little baby steps to get there. You can see it in a distance. That's one of the things like, well, where do I want to go? Not just even in what you want to do in life, but who do I want to become? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and that right there to me, who do you want to become? That's major because oftentimes we're able to discover what we want to do. But who do we want to become uh, is something completely different than what you want to do. And so I think that, you know, at some point there's a shift in your thinking and in your planning, Um, because if like what you're saying, wanting to be married, well, that's becoming a wife. And that brings about a whole new different type of mindset, attitude, even lifestyle. People are, you'd be surprised when you're when you're dating someone and then you marry them, how different that lifestyle is. It's just a really, it's a different feeling. And it's supposed to be that way because of how we are created. And so you feel even more connected. And then when you take on their last name, you decide to do that. But I'm just saying when you take on, it just has more meaning to it. But it's who you are becoming now because you're becoming Mrs. So it's no longer about, just your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations, you have to incorporate his or hers in that plan too. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've been doing too. Cause my boyfriend and I were like, we're great at communicating. We kind of had to be with being long distance. So thank goodness that we do have that communication. But like, I'm looking forward to changing my name to his. I can't wait for when I can see a ring on his finger and like, those yeah. little things. I know we're going to have our differences. We've lived together, too. So it's not like mm-hmm. that's all going to be a surprise. So right. that's what I'm right. looking forward to. I've always been like a team player, whether it's with my friends or at work or in my relationship. So I just love yeah. having that life partner to go through things with. Because once you find love, like I found him, my boyfriend, right at the end of college, And it was right when I was trying to find my dreams and my passion of work. But I found him. I knew he was it for me. I don't know how I knew so early, but just like once you meet that person, you know. So I wanted to grab onto it and never let go because who knows how often you can find love again. Right. Yeah. And um, your soulmate. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think about um, my husband being my soulmate and we move together as one. And it's. Sometimes people don't believe in like you can have this good or great marriage. You really can have a great marriage if the two of you can operate as one unit and we operate as one. You know, we're because we were friends first. And so we like I was thinking about this yesterday, um, knowing what we were going to talk about. You know, like planning your wedding. Sometimes the focus is so much on planning the wedding that we don't think about planning for the future of the marriage. 
we miss certain details because we're so caught up in this beautiful wedding. Um, but if you can work through even those processes together, it is you can use that as an experience in your marriage to help you maintain that same type of attitude that you had that excitement, that enthusiasm, that passion, that consideration for one another. And all of these things, I know we're kind of all over the place, which is absolutely fine because we're just talking. But all of this is about life planning, you know, because, again, planning to get married or planning to move out of state or planning to open a business, you still have to ask yourself, or it's a good thing to ask yourself, these questions. And then once you have those answers, you know what the next step is. Yeah, no, for sure. And a lot of it is about sacrifice too. And like hardship, because like, even though me and my boyfriend, we have a great relationship, it's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. You're always going to have to have those hard talks. Like for me, it was another reason why we waited for marriage is because I come from a broken home. So that always scared me. Do I want to get married? A hundred percent. But do I still have those fears in the back of my head? Yes, I'm not going to let yeah. that get in yeah. my way. But it's still something I always think about because marriage is a huge step. Yeah. And I won't only want to get married once, but you can't always guarantee that stuff. So like me and my boyfriend, we have such a good relationship. And I was like, I hope we can still be like that 10 years from now and still look back because like you me and my boyfriend, we started off as friends, too. So we started off with that friendship and getting to know each other before we jumped into our relationship. And you'll have it. You'll have it because of the planning and the preparation um, that you're putting into that relationship now. Um, some of the other things that we're talking about, too, like where do you want to go from where you are? You also have to think about what gifts, skills, talent, finances, resources, support. What do I have to help me to transition to where I want to go or to who I want to become? I know, again, we're, we mentioned marriage and relationships, but if you want to become a wife, you know, then you have to start thinking at that point like a wife and you look at, well, what gifts, what skills, what talents, what education, you know, what am I going to need to help me to be the best wife, you know, or the best business owner or the best teacher or, you know, the best mother, whatever it is that you're planning for, the best homeowner that I can be so that you can be responsible um, and planning ahead, looking at sometimes the uh, pitfalls too. being able to have prudence and looking ahead of time and say, OK, you know, well, do I say for a rainy day? You know, what could go wrong in the midst of this and somewhat trying to prepare for that? You can never really prepare for uh, certain things such as like, you know, the loss of a loved one. But um, you can try to prevent certain things from happening as well as prepare. And, and you have to put that in your planning. And so one thing I've always taught, my husband drilled it, okay, into my head because I was one of those, I just wanted it to happen right away. Um, I didn't have patience. And he would always say 90% planning, Sarah, 10% execution. If you spend the majority of your time on planning, you won't have to spend that much time executing. You will be ready. And so, you know, looking to the future, hopes and dreams, just keep in mind. 90% planning, 
10% execution, and to always ask yourself before making any move those three questions. I like that. That's actually so true because at my old job, I used to, I was help out with events. There was one event we did. I know this isn't like life or anything, but we did this one event, and I'm such a planner. So I planned it, and the day of the event, we execute it, and I wasn't stressed or anything because I was so prepared for that day of event that everything ran smoothly. I mean, of course, you plan for things that aren't going to run smooth, but you have those backups and planning yep. everything, and you have people helping you. So even my boss that day was like, you don't seem stressed at all. I was like, I planned for this. Like, I've been planning this for weeks. I have things written down because I am a super organized person. So I think that helps, too. Yes, that's right. It does. Oh, my. And see, that's a skill um, that you have that perhaps someone else don't have. Like, like I'm an organized person, but I won't say that I pay attention to all the details. Like, I know where things are. <laughs> But I really could say like my um, my student files, I have them. I, I know the information that's in them. But there were a few things that like during the class, I feel I could have been a little bit more organized so that I know I could just go right to it. When I'm typing certain things on the lesson, I don't necessarily say things the way that I should and then print them out and put them in an area where I could just go to them. So... When I had the office before we went into all of this, the one thing that I spent time doing, and it did feel really, really good, I, I went into the office and I organized all of my, like the stuff I do for workshops versus the things I do, like if you're a client and you just come in the office. And I um, saved it on the computer properly. And I put it in file folders so that I can have handouts. And that really felt good. And just imagine how much time you lose when you're trying to look for things Mm -hmm. versus if you could just go to it. So I will say if there's an area that I really need to step up in, it's the area of organization. It does go such a long way, but there's so many different ways of organizing to you, like there's organized chaos where some people there have papers all over their desk, but they know exactly where everything is. And that works for them. Whereas me, I label things. I have a folder for everything and that works for me. So there's a bunch of different types of organizational skills. Well, I'm the organized chaos <laughs> and I'd like to be the label organizer because I'm visual. Mm-hmm, same. So really it would help me more, you know, if I can see things. However, I don't like clutter. So I know where I have things, but I still need to label. And I used to do this, but it just seemed, I think life happens. And sometimes you get away from things because you get, you know, when you add more stuff on your plate. And that's one of the things too, when you talk about planning, you do have to be careful about overwhelming yourself. Sometimes you have to learn how to say no, Or you have to have a strategy to where you know when to implement things and when not to. And that is something that I have learned. I have, I love teaching. And so sometimes I will take on more than uh, what my support will allow me to. I may be able to handle my part, but if I don't have that support system to keep me organized, then that's where I tend to 
um, become a little bit more unorganized. And um, so, again, it's all a part of planning. So I know the support I need. I know the assistance that I need so that I can achieve the goal. And just like you you pointed out, too, the sacrifices that you have to make, the, the discipline that you have to have uh, in order to achieve these goals and to reach, you know, to see your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, and I know we're getting ready to wrap up, I, I am very thankful that I've seen my dreams come true. That's one thing I can say, even in the midst of my sometimes the chaos or just being super busy, I've managed to focus on what's most important and I've seen my dreams actually come true. I'm living, I'm living my dreams. Me too. It's great. I love, I love seeing like all the hard work work we put through our dreams and seeing it live out. Like, I just love that. (laughs) Yes, me too. So I've enjoyed this session for today. Yes, yes. And we'll be talking more as we go along with staying connected because we want to stay connected with our community and we we want our community to also stay connected with us. And so we're hoping that some of the things that we're sharing is very helpful to you and to your families. As Bethany said, if you have any questions, please email us so that we can help you in any way that we possibly can. And you can email me at, it's Bethany at trpdothan.com. Thank you for listening to episode 17 of Staying Connected in the Wiregrass. Brought to you by the Radio People. 